0: Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Matthew. Thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He has done, is doing, and continues to do. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day rise. When they had remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary the son of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to be an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. That very day two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking to each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And he said to him, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all people and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early this morning and they did not find his body. They came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those that were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, "O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all the things the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near through the village where they were going. He acted as if he was going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards the evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he walked? while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures. And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven, and those who were there with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. And they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be to you. And they were startled and frightened, and thought they had saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do your doubts arise in, why do doubts rise, arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, and while they disbelieved for joy and were marveling he said to them have you anything here to eat they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate before them he said to them these are my words that i spoke to you while i was still with you that everything written about me in the law of moses and the prophets and the psalms must be fulfilled then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and he said to them thus it is written that the christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflected on the scripture, a few questions came to mind. Why did God appear to the people in the method that he did? Why not come back in full glory for all to see and wonder? Why appear to small groups of women and disciples? I I can't answer comprehensively. Uh, I wanted to share a few thoughts to these questions as I reflected on the passage. First, God didn't come back and reveal himself to the entire world because his plan all along was to involve people in his work. Ephesians 2:10 says, "For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them." Matthew 5:14 through 16 says, "You are the light of the world." A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This chapter describes three scenes where Christ appears. First to the women who are attending his tomb, then to a small group of believers, then to the disciples. Can you imagine the disciples hearing stories of Christ's appearances? Excited doubt comes to mind when trying to define the emotions, excitement to be able to commune with Jesus, doubt because they'd seen Him crucified. Jesus taught in parables and His words and behavior often seem to be elusive to those seeking an easy and quick understanding, and yet the principles aren't complex. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and mind and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God's plan is for our love of Him to spill over into a love of His creation, His people. And He allows us to be involved. He even strategically teaches and behaves in ways that allows us to learn and engage. Christ is the sinner, not the works. And yet the works that we do glorify Christ as we behave with the motivations that spring from our love for Him, rebelling against our sinful nature with the freedom that He has given us through His death on a cross. What a wonderful gospel. Christ not only glorified Himself with His sacrificial and loving death, He involves us in the process of redeeming a fallen world. He gives us purpose as we struggle to do good works for His glory. He gives us the Holy Spirit to be able to have counsel. The Lord's plans are truly for His glory and our gain. I encourage you to reflect on this idea that God not only has broken the power of sin and death, but He involves us in redeeming a fallen world. What does that change about our acts of service we show towards others? Father and Savior, thank you for your grace and kindness towards me when I'm unable to glorify you. Thank you for your steadfast love when I am difficult to love. And thank you for giving my existence purpose and allowing me to steward opportunities that you ordain. I ask that we allow truth to saturate our hearts and minds and that we would remember that our motivation to serve and love others stems from a love that you have for us and a spirit of thankfulness for what has been done for us. Father, I ask that you give us wisdom and understanding when we make decisions and interact with others. Help us to see every person and every opportunity through your eyes so that we may love you and glorify you in all things. Amen. Through our lives and by your prayers, may your kingdom come.